from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We like to talk about everything motorcycle related and bring you great guests to share their stories. So thank you for tuning in. On today's podcast, we are celebrating the finale of season three, and I've got our producer, Bryn Griffiths, with me today. Hi, Bryn. Hi, how are you? Well, it's a it's a great day. Three seasons, three seasons we've done. Hard to believe we have done 76 episodes Yeah, so this far. would be 77. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so many amazing guests and, and stuff over the years. And we'll talk about that and, in a and little me, bit. Not amazing guests and me. You forgot well, to mention. Yeah, I mean, you are the one who puts the whole thing together and makes me sound great. So uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but in fairness, though, you're the one who does put it all together. I just basically do this technical stuff at my end. You take, you should take 100% credit for all the guests you find because you do a great job of filling this podcast with great content. I just want to make sure that everybody understands all I do is hit the record button. You do all the rest of the work, okay? But you edit in the music and, you know, yeah, and, okay, the, and the mailbag sure. segment. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, I'll take 90% credit. Okay, sure. All you right. get 10. All right, that's fine by me. <laughs> I give you way more myself, but you won't let me. So that's that's okay. okay. Um, Let's jump into, let's get these statistics out of the way. Yeah, let's Um, do that. Like we're, I mean, there's probably still people out riding right now. And Mm -hmm. I guess uh, the only thing that I would say to that is just be mindful. I mean, it is fall. It's like spring. Roads aren't as warm. Debris on the road. Wildlife. There's rutting season is in full swing. And those boys will chase those girls across the road without a second look. It's funny you should mention that. I was in Jasper this past week and (laughs) saw a few motorcyclists up there. And the temperatures were in the single degrees. And uh, you're absolutely correct about the wildlife moving around. You got to keep your head on a swivel because I was driving in a car and I was surprised by a female and a male elk who just cut right in front of me because obviously their mind's on something else. But you just got to be ready, right? And and it's it's that time of year. It's it's weather conditions and the animals just are not uh, not themselves, so to speak. So you're you're absolutely correct. They're like 16-year-old boys. Sure. <laughs> It's a long time ago for me, but okay, I'll go with, I, I seem to recall, but I, I can't. Anyway. Well, and, and then, I mean, there's always like leaves and there's like just a lot of stuff going on on the roads and, and oh my God, how cold it gets the minute the sun is gone. Like you got a layer. I rode to, I've been riding to work still. Um, not so much anymore. I'm, I'm okay with being done with my season, but uh, I had to dress for like four different temperatures in a yep. day. Yeah. Alberta so, in September and October is a bit of an adventure. It is, but uh, you know what? When you love what we love in riding motorcycles, you try and squeeze out as much as you can before the snow flies. Uh, just be mindful of that. Like last week, we had uh, Mike Yakimishan on talking about some winterization tips. So if you missed that episode, go back a week and you'll find part two with him, uh, Adventures of a Builder. Um, at the end of that episode, yeah, he's got a bunch of great winterization tips. So um, yeah, but let's get into the statistics for this year. Um Again, not really a great year. I guess one of my board members, and he did this on the mid-season review, 
did put it into perspective a little bit for me. It's like any life lost is, is sad. And I, and I find it a very big deal. The logical side of it is if you take the emotion out of someone losing their life in something that we all love doing, 20 deaths in a season with the amount of motorcyclists we have on the road percentage wise is very small, Yeah, but that doesn't take away the hurt and the pain and the wanting to make sure that families don't go through this, um, every year. So 20 is in line with, uh, the last, well, since COVID started, we've had about 20 to 23 every single year. And the one thing that's alarming still is the alleged reason or cause for a lot of these fatalities is still rider centric and not the drivers. In fact, there were less multi-vehicle collisions this year than last year resulting in fatalities, but the, there was only of the nine or so only four were deemed as like driver error. And that's really, you know, that's kind of scary. Like what, what are we doing out there? You know, speeding, following too close, not paying attention. You know, we just, there's a lot that us as a community can do better. And then the other interesting one that I saw, and then I'll, I'll throw it to you for opinions, Bryn, um, is the rural versus urban. We've been tracking this for a few years because we noticed the trend of it being, very urban, very urban out in the country or sorry, very rural, rural is country. (laughs) I get those mixed up sometimes. Um, we saw like, it's so rural centric, like out on, out on the middle of nowhere, you're running off the road or, or wildlife has come out or, or things like that. And you know, the, the crappy way of putting it was I didn't, I didn't, we're not putting those statistics out there for like, Hey, challenge accepted, but that's kind of like what happened. And it totally flipped on us. And the urban centers, you know, mostly Calgary and Edmonton had an influx of fatalities this year. And like we had 11 in urban centers this year with only nine being out in the rural areas. So things have stayed the same in trends in one way and completely flipped on us in in the other, the age demographic between 20 and 40, um, which Bryn and I both fall outside of that age demographic, um, was kind of deemed our problem children for this year. So, um, lots to really take in there. Bryn, what are some of your thoughts? Well, it's funny because I read an article and I can't remember for the life of me, where the article was, it was, if it was the Calgary Herald or the Edmonton Journal, Suns, whatever, but they were talking about since COVID, they had noticed that, and I don't know if it was a statistical article that was being written or whether or not it was written by an editorialist who took the numbers and, and basically did their own personal summation on where they were at, but I'll throw it out anyway. They were talking about since COVID, they believe that the speed speeds have picked up in both vehicle and motorbikes uh, on the highways. And the the other one they talked about is the patience and the awareness of the drivers of both vehicles. And as I was telling you, I, I had a chance to, I had to go out to Wainwright for an event. This is way back in June. And I was just driving along doing my 115, 120 in the 100 zone like everybody else. So obviously I'm a little bit over the speed limit. 
And I was just basically enjoying the drive. And I try not to stare at the road too much because I think nothing tires you more than looking at those lines going by. So I try to take in a little bit of the, the uh, I, I, my peripheral vision. I, I like to see, oh, look at that farm. or look Because you can, you can look off the road for a, a brief second. But a brief second can mean an awful lot. I just about hit a fox that came out of nowhere in this one area. And I can't remember what it was. It was south of uh, Riley, I think. And along the highway, the uh, the trees were right in very close to the highway. This this fox came out of nowhere, and I touched the brakes, but almost lost control of the vehicle. That things just happen so quickly, and I think what it is is that I let my guard down. And uh, the, one of the things that drove me back to that article was the fact that they talked about the fact that maybe we're getting a little sloppy. We all know how to drive. We all know how to ride a bike, right? The question is, are we giving 100% concentration to the task at hand, whether it's behind the steering wheel or behind the handlebars? And I just thought it was a great article, and it made me think a little bit about it because, as I said, close call for me. In fact, on that trip, I almost hit two fox that came out of, of off the side of the road. I was a little better prepared for the second one because, obviously, I was scared crapless because I had a scare about two hours earlier. But it just reminds you that you just can never take – driving or riding for granted you've always got to keep your concentration level up but i was i wish i could remember who wrote the article and where i read it but it was one of those casual reads that i had but it just it resonated with a lot of the episodes that we've done this season and it just reminded me that you know what just because you get into a car or you're riding your bike doesn't mean that you got to turn the awareness button off and so uh that that was one of the things that really stood out for me this year yeah, and, and I can attest to that um, that article that you're speaking to, which we can't remember where it came from. And I'm so sorry uh, about that. No, 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 that's all good. Like the trends that we saw for this year um, in tracking all of the different fatalities, a lot of it was speed or lost control, hit the ditch. You know, hitting slowed vehicles, that's a sure sign you're not paying attention to what's going on on the road. That split um, second, that split second of, of being able to make a reaction that's going to be a positive one to a negative one yeah yeah exactly and like crossing center you're not paying attention ran off the road in a corner not paying like that all these things are really you know not paying attention or in some cases maybe riding beyond your capabilities at that time which i am a big proponent of pushing yourself and and getting like pushing yourself to be a better rider every time you're out there, but there's still limitations. You got to do it, ease into it more comfortably. And again, like if you're really looking to push your skills in cornering and handling of your bike track days, there's track days all over the province now. And you know, there's, yeah, there's just ways around this paying attention as a driver, as a rider, by far, like in cars, you're you're operating a three thousand ton death machine, yeah. And riders were completely vulnerable with no protection outside of our gear. So maybe we all just need to be a little bit better because our stats aren't driving down anytime soon. And you know, and if we can only do what we can do at AMSS, we need other people to take heed and just be better. So now I'll step totally off agree. my soapbox. No, well, hey, listen, it's just, it's observations we've both made by doing this podcast all season long. And for the past three seasons, actually, for me, it's it's been a wake-up call. Great for me because I don't ride, but yeah. I do drive. 
And now I'm far more aware. We, the, I, I say the same thing on every finale as how much I've learned as a driver to watch out for bikers that, than ever before. So it, it's just a hey, – but do you, do you want to get into the exact stats or you just you just want to generalize a little bit? Like the two well, cities you said I mean, it was a hard year for both Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah, like breaking it down, really, um, there were 18 men and two two ladies that lost their lives in, in 2020 that we are, sorry, 2023, that we are aware of. Right. Again, the, the by age category, the 20 to 40 or 20 to 39 age group and then 50 to 59 were kind of like um, – the problem children yeah. with like 20 to 29, there was five, 30 to 39, there was six, 50 to 59, there was four. So it's kind of like all over the place and, and you can't really pinpoint why I wish we could, I wish like privacy to a certain extent needs to exist. And I agree with that, but right. it would be really great if we could find out who's taken courses and who hasn't taken courses to see like that statistic as well of how many of these, I'm, I'm just going to say amazing humans lost their lives in, in a senseless collision. How many of them actually had rider training and how many didn't? And does that play in a role in it in kind of fighting for mandatory training before you can even license type of thing? Cause the motorcycle is a whole different thing out there. Um, so much more risk, so much more, you know, liability going on, but, at the end of the day, I, it's not going to stop me from riding. I'm going to ride and we're going to ride if that's what we want to do. And we just want people to do it safely on the uh, statistics regarding types of motorcycles. So we had nine cruisers, six sport bikes, three. We, we weren't sure of what type of motorcycle it was and two passengers. Like the, the two ladies that passed away were both passengers so the responsibility of somebody else piloting that bike and that's like again if you have a passenger on your bike you you got to be very mindful of that they are literally putting their lives in your hands um and then when it comes to single versus multi it's a 11 to 9 with 16 or well, 80% being kind of rider error, 20% being driver error or alleged, I will say, um, you know, because whatever the news reporter EPS reports could, it could end up being something different that they didn't report on when we saw the, when we saw the reports from either media or the police uh, bulletins. And then again, that rule versus urban rule had nine and urban had 11, which, you know, in Edmonton, Calgary had quite a, quite a hard time last year. And this year had one, two, three to Edmonton's three to a, a couple in Strathmore. And, uh, you know, like, it's just, uh, we we just need to, we need to do better. I don't, I don't know how else to explain that. But, well, you know um, what? You can, you can slow down and figure it out. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. Yeah. So it's up to the rider as it would be for somebody who had a motor vehicle as well, like a, a car or a van or a truck. It's important to make sure that your skill sets are always in tune with where we're at today. Not whether or not I was a good driver 20 years ago, because trust yeah. me, I'm about, okay, so got a 16-year-old getting his license, right, as a, a motor vehicle, a, a driving a, a vehicle, a car, and I'm constantly being corrected on things because he is right by the rule book. 
Whereas yeah. I've gotten very sloppy and it's time for me at my advancing age to, uh, to basically refresh. And I think it should be for everybody, whether you're riding a motorcycle or whether you're not, you're driving a car uh, with your class five. I think it's still on me. They can't really force me to do it and we can't force anybody to, uh, to, to, to want to do it. But the stats, how many, what's the total again this year? 23? Did you say 20? Okay. So 20. 20. Yeah, that's 20 too many, but you're absolutely correct. As you said, right off the top, as long as people are going to be riding and as long as people are going to be dealing with automobiles and buses and trucks out there, there will be fatalities. doesn't matter how great we do at this or how great we do out there teaching. Uh, it's, it's, there will always be fatalities. I just, I don't think we're ever going to, man, would I love to have a summer where nobody, nobody had to lose their, their lives, but I just don't see that as happening, but we just got to continue to pound away at the message and hope that enough people uh, listen. Well, and that's, that's the thing I've always um, like resolved myself and my, my feelings about everything too. If we can, if AMSS can just reach like some people and change their behaviors, then yeah. we, we've done what we were meant to do, which is helping to not make those numbers bigger than what they are. You are right. Life, life happens. Things happen. We are always going to be in a position where there will be fatalities in motor vehicle collisions. Um, it's just, what can we do to mitigate that risk as much as possible? And those behaviors do fall on us. There are a lot of riding schools that have advanced training. There are things you can do on your own and practice those skills in a parking lot or something like that, just to, my slow speed skills, to be fair, are the are the worst, like the the worst. And so when I find myself pulling into a parking lot, I will make myself do some things that are uncomfortable to help me keep my slow speed skills active, you know, yep. um, things like that. It's just little things. It's yeah. no different than going for a walk every day for your health. Yep. So you just got to be cognizant and mindful and do that. But so going back to something that you said while we were kind of discussing through this and the kind of a lot of the episodes this year resonated with you reading that article and stuff that we talked a lot about hard lessons learned, um, mostly with, well, obviously all with survivors of different close calls or collisions. Just want to kind of get into the episodes. We had a lot of fun ones. We had some like serious ones. Um, as a car driver, what stood out for you and our producer? Okay. What stood out L for you this year? <laughs> let me let me break this down into two categories. One is, I think we did on this season, as opposed to the previous two, I think we did a little better job of some storytelling yes. this year. We we actually got to hear stories from from riders, and uh, and I really enjoyed that. In particular. The, the, we had three media guys on that really kind of caught my attention. Obviously, we had Daryl McIntyre, longtime news anchor and the host at 630 Ched. We also had Graham McFarland, the Reaper, from uh, CJ92 in Calgary. And also we had from uh, we, we had Cam Hayden on also, uh, which was uh, great stuff from CKUA. Uh, those three guys could tell stories, and they were a lot of fun. High energy, uh, enjoyable listens for me. So I'm putting that into kind of a storytelling media category. And then there were three episodes that stood out for me. And as I said, I, I just went back 
uh, to Jasper uh, for some work and then came back just the other day. And I listened back to three episodes because I was trying to find an episode or two that I we could talk about. Three episodes really stood out for me. And it's because it not only resonated with me because I was fascinated and interested in the subject matter, but also I realized, hey, there's a skill set or there's something that happened there that I can apply to the way I'm a driver. I'm not a rider like you are. So it it, it worked two ways for me. And the three that kind of stood out for me was uh, we had Aaron Turner on on mm-hmm. one episode. And, and the, the topic was how quickly life can change. You don't have to be a motorcyclist to find that happen. Life can change quickly for anybody at the drop of a hat. But Aaron's Aaron's uh, story was fantastic. If somebody gets a chance to go back, maybe they didn't hear all the entire season, uh, I would highly recommend listening to Aaron's episode. The other two that stu- stood out for me, uh, Collision Scene Management. We had Justin on, right? Yeah. And Justin was great because, once again, as a car driver, if I was in an accident, you can still use a lot of that information there because there's pretty good chance at some point you're going to be in a collision yourself. And the scene management is so helpful to, uh, you know, law authorities or, you know, let's say there's first responders, that kind of thing. So I love that episode. I thought it was great. I thought he had some great stories. And then the other one that I, I love because uh, this isn't how I would see the world. It, it was women on motorcycles. And we had Lanchi on with us. Uh, and I enjoyed that very much because it was something that I would never think of because I'm a guy. So it was <laughs> it was an opportunity to see how the world was seen through a different set of eyes. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's not like I could sit there and go, I can identify with that. I had no, there was no way I was even going to remotely, like, where are they going with this? And it, I really enjoyed it. I thought it, th- those were three episodes that were fantastic. The other episode that I thought was sensational was the, season finale <laughs> that we're doing oh, the, right sorry. now <laughs> i i'm speaking i'm speaking way ahead of time anyway those were the episodes that really stood out for me but we had some great guests this year but i think this year the thing that i really noticed was i thought we had some great storytelling episodes and i kind of like that i love the training episodes but once again it doesn't truly affect me but the stories uh from seeing it from a different perspective really resonated with me this season yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. And we are kind of um, trending towards more storytelling than um, like we've done so much on tips and we're always going to have the odd episode with with tips or training in there. Um, but the stories, I think people will listen better to those and will maybe take away from that a lot more. The women on motorbikes episode was one of our most listened to ones. And again, one of the feedback comments that I got on that was, um, Lanchi and I made our way through that episode, um, being supportive and speaking highly of the men that helped us get into this sport, um, that were very supportive of us. And we at no time were like, um, ignorant towards the the men like you know you weren't slagging the guys you weren't slagging anybody exactly we we appreciate the men in our lives who have uh who supported us to get into the sport and did it in a way of encouragement and yes you can do this it doesn't matter that you're you're a girl or a woman and um so that was that was one of the things that um stood out funny enough um that you mentioned about like the three media guys that came on and, and did the storytelling um like cam's got such great stories from you know, his 
multiple collisions and, and I'm so grateful he was willing to come on and share his experiences with us. Um, and Reaper's always been there. He's been on the podcast before and has, is such a big supporter. It was Daryl's first time. And, um, as we all know, Marty Forbes has been here from the beginning with me on this project, getting it off the ground. And, uh, after he listened to the podcast we did with um, DMAC, Marty texted me and said that um, I hit what he calls the Carrie doll level of podcasting. Take that as In a compliment, the, by the way. A huge I compliment. I know. It's a huge compliment because he holds Carrie doll in such a high regard, but it was. As do I. He goes, he goes you have grown into this ability to listen and you, you nailed follow-up questions that just brought that little bit more out of Daryl's story and, you know, made it very compelling and relevant. And, uh, so for me going back to like episode one to where we are now, like I'm, I'm really proud of, of the work that we've done with, uh, the think bike podcast. And I really am enjoying getting into these stories of bringing things to light for other people, like the Honda junior red riders program. I have been wanting to get Jason on the show for quite like for like, well, three years. And so we finally got him on to explain how you can get your kids into riding in such a fun, cool way. And so be able to highlight that or highlight the Grom gaggle, which, you know, and then of course the, the mini motos in, uh, in Calgary, because Greg did talk about them as well. Just all these cool things that are going on. Couples who are riding together, my friend, Mike, who could and did the part or two parter at the end of the season last week, and the week before he, could talk about riding forever and has some of the most amazing and hilarious stories as well as philosophies and and really great kind of lessons in there and of course we had the emra guys back with their hard lessons learned and then bringing on like an actual explanation of track days with rob darlington at hard knocks um being our first track day provider uh, corporate sponsor happy to highlight them it's just so many stories and And that's kind of what I want to do or the direction we really want to take for season four. There's a season four? I hope so. Okay, all right. I mean, if we can get, like, if you're listening out there, do you have, like, an Aaron Aaron Turner type story about a a collision that you've been through um, and and came out the other side? Whether, Whether it's made it so that you can't ride anymore or you still can, um, just that experience and what you learned from that, what you'd like to share with other people, if it's like right up to, and it will be hard to do, but I, I really want to talk about um, losing a loved one with a family who might want to step up and share that story and, you know, maybe give some advice to other families who are going through the same thing. You never know whose life you're going to touch by sharing your story. I go through this a lot with my mental health journey and talking openly about that with other people, not knowing I'm affecting them in a positive way to go get help for their own mental health. You never know what can come of that. So yes, there will be some tips in there and yes, we will highlight our corporate members and those things will still happen, but we really want like fun, outrageous to like heartbreaking, heart wrenching stories. If you're willing to step up and share them and uh, you know, just 
just shoot us an email at info at ab-amss.org and, and let me know what, you know, what that story is. And let's see if we can make this into an awesome episode to share with everyone else in season four. Um, Like that's, that's kind of, the stories are great. We hear it from everybody. I love the more stories. Bryn, you're not the only person who noticed that well, trend. I'm glad, I'm glad that's the case. So I guess the one thing that we need to tell everybody is that just because we're not doing uh, a mailbag thing this year. There's the mailbag. The mailbag, people can still email, right, throughout the off season. Absolutely. We still need mailbag questions. I mean, obviously we're not going to, I'll just sell just my mailbag for this week is send us your stories for next year. Like let's, let's, let's do this. Let's work on this together. And like, this is as much a podcast for all Albertans as it is AMSS's podcast. Like I can only do so much. I need you guys to, you know, bring it to the table and, and share your stories and mailbag questions. I mean, those are, those have been fun. There have been some ones that threw some like curveballs at me, like the size of license plates. Why are they that size? You know, and it's uh, that that was Aaron Turner's as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes the size of Canadian license plates. They're slightly bigger than the U.S. ones and uh, therefore custom like plate holders that you order from the U S don't work. And it's illegal to cut your plate or, you know, I didn't know that. Uh, Oh, that is a law. Oh, okay. It is there a we law. go. Another thing learned on the season, <laughs> the exciting season finale. Hey, one other thing I got to mention that, and I don't think I ever told you this, but Grom Gaggle was going to be my radio name when I first started in Moose Jaw back in 1985. You're you know lying. I, yes, I am. I just, I just like to say Grom Gaggle because that's one of my favorite uh, things that we did this year. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that's so. another thing to watch out for in your fall riding. The uh, the gaggle of geese out there, like gathering to fly south. That's uh, yeah, they're big. A lot of honking going on these days. Yeah, they're days. pretty big. So, hey, I, I, we're running out of time, but I, I I'll now shut up and I'll let you kind of wrap things up here. But it's <laughs> been fun, and thanks for having not only me but Road Fifty Five be part of this. It's it's just been great. Well, I'm, I'm grateful for Road 55 and, and you, Bryn, you've been with us since the beginning on this and uh, can't wait to do season four with you. Just want to say a big thank you to everybody who has supported our events throughout the year, um, like our campaign kickoff, the the big panel, tuning in for that or watching it after the fact on our YouTube channel. Uh, those who supported For the Love of Motorcycles for a second year, we're going to be coming back for a third year next year on June 20. Uh-oh, hold on. Do you need me to stretch and say something funny here while you look it up on your calendar <laughs> or try to say something funny? Flipping through a calendar to June 22nd. Okay. Save the date, June 22nd, 10 till 3, again, out at Blackjacks. We're uh, we're going to play around again with our layout. The layout was much better this year. Everybody had things to say about that, which was great. We're just going to move the show and shine to a more appropriate area. We have the most bikes in our show and shine, like almost like doubled what we had the first year, which is great. Bring out those custom bikes, whether they're baggers, cafe racers, sport bikes, whatever, it doesn't matter. Bring them out and uh, get them in. I mean, our show and shine is only 10 bucks and all the money is going towards charities. So um, yeah, for love of motorcycles next year, thank you to everybody who supported our spring and fall 50 fifties. There's nothing I love more than giving away money to people. It, um, makes my day every time. And, uh, 
you know, we've run one in May and then the last one just wrapped up on Thanksgiving. So um, congratulations to all of our winners. And yeah, again, I'm coming to you all looking for stories for season four, whoever wants to share the good, the bad and, and the uh, heartbreaking. Um, just keep in mind, these are, like I said, you never know who you're going to affect by telling your stories in, right. in a positive way. So um, consider it. And yeah. And with that, Bryn. Hold it. Hang on. This is, hang on. This is usually at this point I say into your earpiece. All right. Wrap it up. <laughs> Time to wrap it up. You're way over. You're way over. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. <laughs> and that is our show for today. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or listen, catch yourself up over the winter on all three seasons. Uh, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover again or a guest you think would be great on the show, could be even you or a question for the mailbag, let us know. You can connect with us through all the socials at... Uh, Oh, sorry. You can connect with us through all the socials. Email us at info at ab-amss.org or reach out through the website at ab-amss.org. Last episode for this year will be back mid-April in uh, 2024. Have a wonderful winter. And if you're still out there, remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. We'll see you out there next year. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.